0: All right people, I'm going to get right to it. I thought Rogue One was an amazing movie. Um you know, the director Gareth Edwards and everyone else involved managed to make Star Wars into a war movie, which was what I was hoping would happen. And then briefly uh, <laughs> feared would fail, uh, but I've been, for some reason, feeling more and more confident going into this release, and maybe that colors my view of the movie, but it really hit on all the cylinders I wanted to. I know it wasn't going to be a touchy-feely movie. It wasn't going to be a let's talk about our feelings movie. You know, it was going to be a, you know, you got to buy these characters as three dimensional, but we have so many, not only main characters, but actually they really empower the side characters, you know, the red shirts. <laughs> (laughs) have a big role in this movie i think more than any other movie makes the star wars universe that much more believable because it is sort of the, the the grunts of the rebellion that get it done it's not just luke skywalker and han solo and princess leia but there's not a lot of origin story going on here and you know i love that and i'm constantly talking about how much i love that in movies uh just structurally you know just skipping over that origin story and getting right into the adventure with characters that we either have loved for the past or are learning to love right now on the fly, whether it's Avengers two or matrix two, or it really, you know, the two towers. I mean, the second movie I often just am the most entertained by because you, you you understand these characters innately because it's a combination of archetype and a combination of just relatability with the character. And I think this is so overstated that like, Oh, if we spend a lot of time, you know, uh, Describing and explaining a character, and you know, trying to make them seem you know genuinely three dimensional, even though that's impossible in a two-hour, fifteen-minute movie format, that somehow we can overcome the archetypes. But just because you spend more time with the characters doesn't make them more relatable. It definitely doesn't make them less of an archetype. And Rogue One just innately understands this. It's extremely violent. It's extremely dark, but there's not a foreboding feeling over it. There, there's a feeling of a victory and goodness. And I can totally understand why there are some anti Trump people out to get this movie. George Lucas has specifically talked about the original trilogy and actually the prequel trilogy as different uh, critiques of, in their own ways, as well as being Star Wars and sci-fi and fantasy, critiques of, of Nixon and, and the Vietnam War and, the, you know, the connection between the two. When Rogue One was being made, it seemed like Obama and his legacy was going to last forever. So for them to reach this depth of a political tale, really without ever rubbing the politics in your face, Um, God, there's so many spoilers I want to do, but I'm not going to do because it's a non-spoiler podcast. I can't wait to talk about all the moving parts in this movie. And people may criticize the main characters for not being fleshed out enough, but when you see all the side characters, from Mon Mothma to the other guys who go, you know, that's the thing, you think it's the Rogue One team that's going at the end? Nope, they're bringing an army with them, and then they get an even bigger army with them. <laughs> Which you kind of knew was going to happen, There's going to be a giant battle at the end. But the way they get to it, with different factions in the Rebellion, some want to be more aggressive, some want to be less aggressive, the Empire is just benefiting from the division within the left wing, if you will, which is quite similar to our situation where the, the right continues to manipulate and benefit from the divisions and the left, uh, because that's part of what being from the left is, is, is diversity. And so there's going to be disagreement. There's going to be arguments and, You know, and uh, the fascist side of things will always be able to unite because they have such a common and simple goal, which is just control and domination for a specific group. One of the criticisms of this movie was there weren't a lot of aliens. Actually, there were a lot of aliens, but, you know, when it came to the actual battle, they had to pick their spots because there's so much fighting. It's like a war movie, the way they're running around, but they get some great aliens, and not just cool-looking aliens, but aliens of different scopes and sizes. I mean, you know, the... uh, The K-Bot, played by Alan Tudyk, brilliantly in this movie. I mean, it just got laughs. Every single Alan Tudyk line killed in this movie. I was laughing at jokes by a lot of the major characters, which were more subtle, uh, but it was very clear that K2 uh, droid was, you know, as droids usually are, but uh, was going to be the the, the main kind of uh, uh, nexus of hilarity, and indeed he was. Um, And I, I just... I can't say a whole lot more because, you know, I, I'll leave you with this. I talked about, uh, leading up to this movie, I've been talking about, I love that we know the ending. You know, we know that it's probably not going to go well for them, but that they're going to get the plans. We didn't know how that was going to happen from an A to B to C to D standpoint, you know, uh, how the fight's going to go, how they discover the data, why they're such a big battle when it seems they're a rogue crew. All of these things are answered in the movie, my friends, and more. So, because we knew where it was starting, being, you know, a decade, decade and a half after the end of the prequels, with the Empire taking over but not fully consolidated, and we knew it was going to be right before A New Hope, we had to have a bunch of new characters that somehow fit into the main plot, but just on their own little mission that it didn't fully intersect with the Skywalkers. Now, we know Vader's in this movie. I'll tease that there are other Skywalker references, definitely not appearances, not spoiling anything there, but you know, the Skywalker legacy is still very apparent in the movie. But as I've been saying, it frees the writers up. It really does when they know how it ends because then it's all about the plot twists and the character twists in the middle to get you to that point. And this was a Dark War movie. Do not be mistaken. A lot of people die and a lot of good guys die. If you're a parent out there... The deaths aren't brutal, and of course, as a PG-13 Disney movie, they're never bloody. But they're clearly deaths. This isn't getting knocked out by a laser. Good guys and bad guys, they make it clear are dying when they get shot. And if that's true, then there are hundreds of deaths on screen in this movie. And you really feel them, because it's either main characters, but more so it's the main character's connection to the other characters, whether they're fighting against them or with them and uh you know felicity jones is the perfect vehicle for this movie i mean uh, look i'll be the first one to say that the main characters in uh, the force awakens and and, and, you know the whole saga new trilogy episode 789 uh with ridley and john boyega and so forth they are asked to carry a more of a load than the actors and characters in this movie being rogue one Um, However, that's partially because they're being built for three movies, and so you you really have to invest in them, and so there's a lot of talking about their selves and their identities and their histories and their feelings in, in The First Force Awakens, which makes that movie great. But here they spread the love around. They have so many characters. I mean, you definitely fall in love with and are you know connecting the whole time with the main crew of, of Rogue One. But they make it clear that the rebellion was a group effort. It wasn't just a couple of famous people, you know, and, and a bunch of other drones who were just there for, for dramatic beats. They they set this whole movie up strategically that it's important that Jin Urso not just inspire her crew, which would have been the easy way in the normal way to go but for Jin urso to spire the entire rebellion and for it to fit within the greater story it's absolutely awesome um i couldn't help but think of carrie fisher the whole time i know daisy ridley was also you know like princess leia and being a female lead in star wars but you know in terms of her personality and her role in, in in this particular vision uh Felicity Jones as I thought might be the case but was happy to see be the case is more the princess Leia character is she darker yes she's not a princess she's not royalty she's not you know the daughter of a senator the imperial senate you know she's she is the daughter of someone important as we know by the way, quick plug. I haven't finished it yet, but if you guys are into this stuff, you should definitely read the uh, official sort of prequel or, or prelude to the movie um, on ebook or in book form called Catalyst, which is really well written science fiction. I normally do not read or am interested in Star Wars books, but I love good science fiction. And it, you know, when you bring it together with the, with the drama, especially with the older guys, with her dad, and with uh, director Krennic, who you know sort of recruited her dad uh <laughs> in in kind of a sketchy way uh to work for the empire that he didn't realize he was doing um there are a lot of layers to this movie and it kind of lulls you to sleep at times with being super meditative there's not a lot of dialogue there's a lot of emotion in the face uh the way they touch each other the way they talk to each other the way the camera moves um you know what i mean just talking about this movie is making me love it even more i came out thinking it was an a minus but probably an a movie i can't give an a plus because i'm the kind of person that believes an a plus doesn't exist in this world maybe that should just we should redefine a plus i went from an a minus to an a uh within a couple watchings of the force awakens this one feels like an a to me right off the bat um and I think it's because, you know, it realized that it was circumscribed to a certain degree being in a certain point in history and some of the characters that had to be involved in, you know, I- I'm not going to spoil anything, just to say the couple points in the movie where you might be a little taken out of it by some interesting choices in terms of the production were to try and connect the continuity as much as possible because the rest of the movie did not feel like a Star Wars movie even though it looked and felt like a Star uh, Wars movie. Yes, that is correct. I just said it felt like a Star Wars movie and didn't feel like a Star Wars movie. It didn't feel like a Star Wars movie because... It didn't feel like the way George Lucas and, to a certain degree, J.J. Abrams with Episode 7 structures the feelings uh, uh, that are elicited by the experience of watching a Star Wars movie. This was a war movie that happened to be set in the Star Wars universe, and not really the other way around, but it completely felt like a Star Wars movie in that the crazy amounts of action and fighting and adventure are pulled straight from what would be like a somewhat more uh, you know, modern mythological interpretation of that universe is. Meaning, if Star Wars were made today, I think it would look and feel exactly like this. The feeling I was saying it was lacking was the sort of, you know, Han Solo quippy, Princess Leia, Luke doing their, you know, Lukey and Princess Leia-y thing. Honestly, I thought the challenge of this movie would be just not having Solos and Skywalkers, but the, the real challenge was not having their form of drama and quippiness and having to develop a whole new sense of humor, that yes, the droid was the funniest, but it was a completely different droid, and the humans weren't related to or connected to anyone else in the series and would never be, and they structured the whole thing, so this was, you know, the major incident before episode four. Not only that, leading directly into the incident that informs episode four, uh, from a military political standpoint. I can't say enough. I'm gonna save this, uh, for the longer. I know I'm gonna get Maddie G on because he's loyal as fuck, and he's you know my co my co-host, and so I always structure it around him. I'm definitely going to get Dietz on. I even got Adam Tuck coming back from the Lord of the Rings Matrix days in the early days of the Bizzlecast, which I look forward to revisiting with him. Hasn't been on for a while, a good buddy of mine. Um, and uh, Gabriel, too. So I think there could be a number of uh, retrospectives and reviews and reactions to Rogue One. It's not really a movie that there's a ton to say about. Um, I. I because of our culture being a, a speak-talk culture, uh, you know, and not and not a think-first culture, uh, people, lots of things will be said. I already know where some of the complaints are going to be. I look forward to defending them, but wish I didn't even have to at the same time. And so just experience this for yourself. Uh, see it with someone close to you, but someone that's sympathetic with kind of your viewpoint of the world. Because I think there is a kind of radical message going on under here, and that's why the Trump groups, you know, have been, like, protesting this movie or whatever. Even though it's a Disney movie and just trying to make money, uh, the The actors and the writers and the directors and the production team and everyone else uh, made made this truly something special that was yeah it was a little bit of a, a a sort of radical uh bordering on extremist uh political view that's always teased by the rebel alliance, but we see here you know how it happened and how it manifested in its, in its most extreme way. So I look forward to continuing this conversation online. See this movie. I'm already seeing it again on Sunday with my mom. And by the time you're listening to this, I may have already released um, other stuff. But I wanted to get out uh, a quick review as, as, uh, as quickly as possible. Because that is what a quickie is, right? A quickie isn't a quickie if it's not quick. So may the force be with you you know i'm one of the force the force is with me oh my god there there are a lot of chill worthy moments in this movie that you don't even realize you're earning until until you get there so may the force be with you and look forward to hearing from you guys about this amazing movie rogue one and star wars story